0: Lots of uh, different story angles, as there always is in the wake of the latest, um, well, it's not the latest. There's probably been some since, but the latest mass shooting to grab headlines around the world. And of course, that's the one from um, Uvalde in Texas at the elementary school that happened earlier this week. 19 children, uh, grades two, three, and four, uh, gunned down, slaughtered in their classroom. And and as as we talked about yesterday, there's The sad reality is when it comes to these kinds of incidents, especially these major ones, there's a pattern to what happens in the days following. And it's the same thing that happens over and over again, which is why a lot of people say, don't be surprised when the next one happens, because that's how it works. And it has going back to 1999 and beyond, as we'll find out in a moment. Uh, with Columbine. That's the one that most of us remember first. Um, But, you know, you know what happens. Uh, A lot of people plead with politicians to bring in some sort of quote-unquote common sense gun control. Um, Then there's the opposition saying, no, 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 we need more good guys with guns. Good guys with guns is what the answer is here. That'll stop this. Um, So let's arm the teachers. Um, Other people saying, no, no, we need to quote-unquote harden the target. Think about that for a moment. That's just acknowledging that schools are targets. We need to harden the target, but you'll hear that. Um, Ted Cruz talking about the door was unlocked. You can't have an unlocked door to school. We know. I mean, so there's all kinds of different arguments about what to do and what the best way to handle this is. Um, now, we don't have to guess. That's the thing. There's all kinds of real-world data about how these things come about, how they've developed, how they've changed, if they've changed, and where we are now. And one of the most often cited resources on school shootings is actually the creation of our next guest. It's really, really interesting. Uh, David Reedman joins us now. He's the lead researcher at the K-12 school shooting database at the Naval Postgraduate School Center for Homeland Defense and Security. David, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, and your work around this goes back, I mean, back to the 1970s, right? We often think of this as a relatively new phenomenon, but it's not.
1: No, this is, is not a new phenomenon at all, unfortunately. Uh, my work actually started after the Parkland shooting in Florida in 2018, and I was working with a, a colleague at the Naval Postgraduate School um, who's a forensic psychologist And we were trying to come up with a better threat assessment tool uh, that would have potentially stopped that shooting at Parkland. And once we sketched out uh, a framework for this tool, we wanted to look at previous shootings to see which ones it would have stopped. And that's when we discovered that there was not a source of information on prior school shootings. Uh, So we just started assembling a list of incidents and adding details to that list. And before we knew it, uh, we'd actually created a unique resource. And the Center for Homeland Defense and Security said, let's put this on the website uh, and see where it goes.
0: Um, and how exhaustive is it? Like, it goes back decades, and we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of incidents.
1: Yeah, it's, it's now um, over 2,050 incidents uh, from 1970 to present. And those incidents from 1970 to 2018 um, were populated by uh, going through news reports, uh, other lists of, of school shooting incidents and mass shootings, and then newspaper archives. So there are probably many more than those 2,000, uh, because if the, if the newspaper, you know, didn't get archived, um, you know, some of the records of these incidents from the, the 1970s and 80s may have been lost forever.
0: So, of course, you know, to, to understand a problem, you need to have the data. That's, whatever, you know, that's one of the understandings we have with any of these sort of societal issues. So, you've accumulated so much data here. What can we start to infer, uh, you know, as we track this over the course of time and, and, and see how, if there's trends, or, what can we infer from the work that you've done? I
1: think one of the, the first pieces is just looking at the commonalities across. Uh, incidents, because what is easy to do is be kind of paralyzed with grief and shock and say, uh, these innocent children were killed in this elementary school. How could something like this ever happen? But when we look back at history, we see that there were significant attacks at elementary schools in 1979 and 1984 and 1988 and 1989 And 2006 and 2012 and 2016 and what we can do is separate the commonalities of those incidents from all of the current rhetoric that happens around things so for example in 1979 there were no violent video games there was no social media Um, the internet really hadn't even been invented yet a very similar incident occurred in an elementary school. So that allows us to take out some of the noise and the extraneous factors and kind of get at the heart of the issue.
0: And as you said, your work sort of started around preventing after Parkland. What could have prevented Parkland? Is there anything in the research or the data that you've seen that does indicate a way that this can be prevented in the future?
1: Yes, uh, I think that, that that's the opportunity that we really have to seize from this attack at Pratt Elementary School. So there's a consistent pattern in mass school shooters and then also mass public shooters um, where it is a person who is experiencing a crisis. And this is not to be confused with a diagnosed mental illness or somebody who's paranoid schizophrenic. It's a person who is in a, a period of crisis, and elements of it could be things like dropping out of school, abruptly ending a relationship, uh, quitting or being fired from a job, or poor job performance, and then a person is in a state where they are degrading, they begin making violent threats, they start making specific plans around violence. And then they need to have access to a weapon. And that gives us an opportunity. It gives friends, family, coworkers, relatives an opportunity to see that these elements are coming together and find a positive intervention, find a professional resource that can help that person before their behavior escalates to the point of mass violence.
0: Um so the warning signs are there, basically, is what you're saying. There, there, are, there are ways to anticipate this, and we, we can recognize them based on what we've seen in incident after incident after incident.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just from the very initial information that's coming out from Texas, uh, there were some uh, you know very ominous yeah. social media messages. There were direct social media messages. Uh, the student had dropped out of school There was some history of bullying. There was some history of self-harm. The friends interviewed said that they were, uh, you know, very concerned for this person's well-being. And all of those pieces show that people realized there was a problem, but they were lacking education to know that those are signs um, that mass violence may be imminent. And they did not know what resources were available to them to help intervene before that person committed the, the mass violence.
0: Um, I think a lot of us are under the assumption that they're increasing in frequency. Is, is that borne out by your research? I mean, are we seeing more of these people ending up in crisis and, and acting out this way? Is it happening more than it has before?
1: In terms of mass public shootings in, in all places carried out outside of schools, it appears that the rate of that has been significantly increasing. Okay. Um, with, with school shootings, uh, they are still relatively infrequent with the these indiscriminate attacks happening about 90 times over 50 years. Uh, so with such a small sample, it's, it's very difficult to say whether something is increasing or not.
0: Fascinating, fascinating information. David, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time.
1: No problem. Thank you so much for having for having me. And go lightning.